Today's episode will be the second installment of what life looks like to someone after a life of abuse on their journey to a healthier lifestyle. Hello again. This is your host, Elegant Granny of Proactive Eye Podcast, and it is so good spending time with you guys again. Last week, we started the Starting Over series discussing what life is like for someone after a life of abuse. There are many aspects of a person's life that need addressing for healing after a toxic lifestyle. One of the many aspects are finances. Most people only see abuse as being physical when the reality is there are so many ways a person can be abused and not realize it. Finances are one of them. Finances are used against someone in a toxic relationship in different forms, not allowing them access to the household statements, accounts, or funds, taking your paycheck, Jeopardizing your position on your job, sometimes even showing up and performing misconduct, not allow you to spend money or even make money if you own a business, make financial decisions without your input, entitlement to the money you work for, spend your money without your knowledge. They can even threaten you to cut you off financially when you disagree with them forces you to put things in your name you usually would not purchase. Hide your keys so you can't leave for work or run or do a business run. Renege on babysitting when you're scheduled to work, controls how all the household finances are spent and there's a whole plethora of other things that they usually do. Um to to you know abuse you know have power and control over how you spend money which is another form of abuse and people do not realize it and some people are in abusive situations that are not physical not realizing they are in an abusive situation now my experience with financial abuse with my husband was being forced to get payday and title loans which i hated doing i never wanted to do those Overdrafting on ATM withdrawals, which I totally hated. Getting calls to come home immediately from work because he was having tantrums about something he wasn't agreeing with. Or if I didn't leave immediately, he would threaten to come on the job to find out who he thought in his mind I was fooling with. He would spend money on his girlfriend or girlfriends and have a fit if I wanted to know what the money was being spent on so I could figure out how to manage bills being paid um, without us going into repossession or getting cutoff notices because I was so tired of going through that. Now I'm at a space in my life where I'm finally able to keep my household bills paid on time. I'm paying down my debts starting with the four banks I owe money to that we did so much overdrafting on so he could stunt, you know, with money in his pockets. I hated that so much. I still walk around everywhere unless I'm too exhausted to do so or the weather isn't conducive enough. When that happens, I either ride public transportation or order a Lyft or Uber. I'm very determined to get my credit score back up 
so I can enjoy life better with what I need at comfortable rates than feel like I'm being burdened down with high rates. I just got to the point where I'm able to start an emergency fund, and this makes me so very happy. That was something very important to me before we were ever together and still is. I always encourage people to start an emergency fund, no matter how much debt they're in, because when those emergencies happen, you have a cushion there instead of having to pull for money you're currently paying bills or taking care of the children and buying groceries with. So this way you can have something to put into more, you know, towards the debt, which, you know, you don't want to have nothing set aside because when you don't have something set aside, you'll end up pulling money from those areas, which adds to your debt instead of getting rid of it, which that defeats the whole purpose of um, trying to get out of debt. You need that cushion there. So. Even if all of you do is save $5 a month, that's still more than zero a month. Those $5 a month can add up. That's $60 a year. And if you get paid um, bi-weekly and you decide to do it bi-weekly, including the other two paychecks that we normally would get in a year because there is an extra um, pay week, in the months usually in March and October every year, because it's five weeks, um, that'll end up being $130 a year if you save $5 per paycheck. There's another piece of advice I learned from an old supervisor of mine who was no longer with us. I knew she and her husband were quite blessed with money, so I asked for advice on how to enjoy life working with the money I had. Two things stood out to me that she told me because I had never heard of anyone doing such. She said she and her husband used their Christmas savings to pay their taxes off each year. That was new to me. And she also said how they afford Christmas is start buying things each month for their daughters and storing them away in their secret hiding place. That way, come December, they already had what they were going to give them. Now, I thought those two things were phenomenal because I had never heard of anybody doing anything like that. But being that I come from a large family, I put a twist to mine. I completely stopped giving presents at Christmas, no matter who the people were. On their birthday, I gave two gifts, one for Christmas and one for birthday. It actually ended up working out so much better because I was able to spend a little more for their gifts because I, was sp I wasn't I was spending so much at one time for everybody. So it gave me more to work with for them and for my bills and for my debt. Doing it this way also supported me in being able to give back to my community financially, which is very important to me. It brings me peace and self-gratification paying it forward. I was blessed as a child when someone did it for me. Now it's my turn. I feel like my grandfather was correct when he told me it's always better to give back to those in need where you come from because that's when you are blessed greatly. Now that's another thing I would like to stress, the con side of that. The con side of that is not only can you receive financially abuse from the perpetrators you live with, 
There are those you don't live with who are family members, so-called friends, or others in your surroundings who feel entitled to what you have. I say create your boundaries and stick with it. Only do what your heart was set to do and what you are budgeted to do from your own plan, not someone else's plans. I normally say don't allow someone else's fantasies to become your realities, because when you do that, you are allowing them to usurp your finances, which is not the answer. Usurping someone else's finances is not the answer because it puts a very bitter taste in that person's mouth every time they see you or hear you. So if you are a family member or a so-called friend, how can you call yourself a friend when you're trying to force someone to do something to take care of your responsibilities when it is not hasn't even has nothing to do with them in the first place? At the end of the startings over series, I'm going to have a list of things you can do as you or those you support begin to start over from a life of abuse. Hopefully, I will have a definite date by next episode of when these items will be available to download. If you are a supporter of those going through transitioning from or out of abuse, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. You are much appreciated. Feel free to download an episode and grab the free resources provided in the show notes. You can visit our blog at bit.ly backslash P-E-D-I-A-R-Y. That's P-I-A-R-Y. B-I-T dot L-Y backslash P-E-D-I-A-R-Y. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Proactive Eye and Facebook at Proactive Eye Podcast. You can find all links to connect with us and free resources in the show notes. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for, for your support and visit us again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, and light. Stay tuned next week as we discuss emotions for a survivor of abuse.